paid 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. All right, all right. We are back. The Kickback Pod. I'm your host, JD. I'm with my man, Fobbs. And in this episode, this is going to be a sneaker news episode. There's a lot to get into right now. Before we do that, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good. I was just telling you before we start recording, I am very hungry today for some reason. I'm uh, doing a lot of sport. I know that you, in previous episodes, have said that you've been hitting the gym and, you know, working on yeah, your my appetite. My appetite has increased like insanely since I've started doing this five times a week at the gym. Yeah, I gotta eat like I gotta eat like five or six times a day now. But that's the thing, right? Like you're you're burning calories because you're moving more and whatever. But then you're hungrier and eating more calories, so it's like it cancels itself out in a way, which is a little frustrating when you're trying to cut, like I am. Um, I think if you're not trying to cut and you're trying to like build muscle and stuff like that, then obviously you need all those nutrients, need those calories to, to grow. But, uh, for someone who's just trying to lose weight and then you're hitting the gym and you're going cycling and then you have just like the biggest appetite ever afterwards, it's very hard. Like I go to bed hungry every day now, which is sad. Wait, you're doing that on purpose? Like you're, you're going to bed hungry on purpose? Like, well, a, I mean, like a fasting kind of technique? I'm eating, I'm eating like smaller portions and through that, I'm obviously trying to be in a negative, right? I'm trying to burn more calories than I'm eating, but it doesn't fill me up. I'm not like satisfied with what I'm eating. So yeah, I, I go to, I mean, not every night, right? Like on Sunday, uh, my fiance and I went to Blackbeard's Barbecue in Berlin and had a barbecue platter for two. And it was basically me eating most of it. And it was very, very delicious. I was super full afterwards. But on nights, you know, like weeknights, I try to keep it healthy, eat some broccoli, some rice, some fish, tofu, whatever. And then I'm just like lying in bed. I'm like, damn, I could like eat a chocolate bar right now or an ice cream <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's definitely more fun if you're trying to do what I'm doing, which is just increase how much weight you have. Because then you can just eat and eat and eat and not feel bad. Yeah. I feel like you've also got the physique. Like you're the type of person who like you could even just eat whatever you wanted and you wouldn't gain weight. I, I mean, I've been gaining weight now. I think the metabolism has finally slowed down now that I'm in my 30s. Um, I thought it would never slow down, but I was wrong. <laughs> it's definitely slowed down. It catches up um, to everyone. Yeah, and guys, by the way, excuse me for the raspiness in my voice. I am a bit under the weather. Uh, I've been kind of sick the last few days, so apologies for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got a lot to get into in this episode. Um, so I wanted to start off first with, let's do something a bit new on this podcast, which is we never really talk about what did we actually wear since the last time we did the pod. So we you don't have to go through every sneaker. Let's just do... What is the one sneaker you wore the most in the last two weeks? So for me, it's going to be the same shoe that I picked up. So I guess I can do my latest pickups and what I wore at the same time. I was lucky enough to get an early pair of the A Few Asics GT2, which are dropping later this week at select retailers. And I've got to say, 
I really, really love the shoe. First of all, it's gray, which everyone knows is my color. Second of all, it's got a lot of really nice details on it. It's got this hairy suede kind of pigskin toe box. There's corduroy on the heel. There's a little brain detail on the back. So shout out to the Afu fam for sending a pair over. Really, really appreciate it. I put them straight on feet and no joke, I have worn them pretty much every day since I got them, which was, I don't know, four, <laughs> four five, six days ago. So I'm super happy with those. What about you? I, I, I haven't really even seen those, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, they sound pretty good. Uh, the shoe that I've worn the most in the last two weeks, it's probably one of the oldest pairs in my collection. It's the uh, Jordan 1 Royals from 2017. Ooh. I've just been, I think I've rocked those now like three days in a row because they've now become my gym shoe. Uh, so I, I just keep wearing them every day. They're just, you know, you know what, like these older Jordan ones, the leather, the way it ages is just so nice compared to any of the, any Jordan ones since like 2019, the leather, it doesn't really get that much softer over time, but these like 2017 and older ones, the leather just gets so nice and soft. So like when I wear this pair, it's, it's like the most comfortable pair of Jordan ones I own like by far. It's funny that you say that because... If we were in 2017 right now, people would be saying that about Jordans that came out in 2013, 2012, you know? Like, they'd be like, oh, man, these new Jordans, the quality sucks on these compared to the old ones. Um, so so it just gets worse and worse then. I guess. Although, <laughs> when was it when um, Jordan brand, they launched that, like, revamped or whatever it was called project, right? Where they were, like, bringing out Jordans in higher quality, which was basically them just trying to justify a price hike. I think it was when I was still at university. So like 2014, 2015 was when they were launching this thing where they were like, no, 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 we promise these are better quality than they have been. So I think, I think it goes through waves, not just at Jordan brand, but at other brands as well, where, you know, sometimes they sacrifice in quality a little bit and then they realize that customers aren't really happy with that or not really fucking with it anymore. And then they bring the better quality back. But I think overall, I think as a trend, the quality's probably decreased since maybe the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s because, I don't know, maybe they're just going for cheaper stuff, trying to raise their margins, make as much money as possible. Who knows? Yeah, uh, de- definitely a lot of that going on. They're, they're going for the cheaper materials. And as the consumers... We're always the ones who pay, and in fact, pay more for the cheaper stuff, exactly. which is weird, right? Because they keep raising the prices every year. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, b- before we get into the latest pickups, a uh, quick shout out of the week to this week's fan of the week, who is James Lee. Uh, shout out to you, James. I believe he's from the UK and big time listener of the pod. So shout out, James. Um, I got a lot of pickups to go through. Uh, I'll go through them quickly. Got a very surprise W from the Kith raffle on the Travis Scott Air Max One in that uh, in the brown colorway, the Barack Brown. So easily my biggest raffle W this year, and it's the first time I ever won any raffle from Kith. So I, I was I thought it was like a fake email to be honest when I got the W. Um, I actually really like that pair in person uh, because it's from after I did some research into the shoe. It is a combination of an Air Max 1 and an ACG model, the pocket knife. And if you look at that pocket knife shoe, you'll see exactly 
where all of these weird details are coming from on this on this Air Max. Sorry, excuse me. On this Air Max One, like the uh, ACG laces, the random straps on the shoe. Um, it's it's. I thought it was like really really well done, and it's it looks it's definitely a shoe that impresses me a lot more once I had them had them in hand. So I quite like those. Uh, and then we also got the Jordan Four Zen Master. Uh, this is a shoe. It's supposed to be um, influenced or inspired by Phil Jackson, who used to be called the Zen Master. And I don't like this pair at all, to be honest. It's just like it's too much tie dye going on. It looks like, um, and it seems very loosely based on Phil Jackson. The reason why there's tie dye going on on the shoe is because he used to be like a very Buddhist person, and he used to he used to have a lot of Buddhism in his coaching style. So Nike apparently thinks that Buddhism means purple tie-dye, and, and, we're, and we're supposed to believe that, basically. Um, so I, I just thought, like, maybe as a Buddhist, you're probably even offended by this shoe, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like this shoe, and, and it's also canvas, which I'm not a big fan of. Um, the saddest pickup of the week, by far for me, has to be the Salehi Crocs. So I've been looking forward to this all year getting myself a personal pair i took l's on every raffle i went ahead and paid a resale for the white pair i believe it's called the stratus colorway it just arrived today literally two hours before we were recording this and it's way too big man oh no it's way too big like i i I didn't know that you had to go down like a full size or maybe even two sizes i knew they were too big as soon as i opened the box and they were so big they barely fit in my hand and I'm like, this is definitely not going to fit me. And you know that little strap at the back of the croc? Yeah. Like, the shoes are so big on me that there's not even enough Velcro on the strap to close it. Damn. Like, do you understand what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's like so big on my feet. So, very unfortunate, man. So, now I don't know what to do with this pair. I'm probably just going to, I guess, resell it and try to get a smaller size, which are actually, surprisingly, going for higher prices um yeah but anyways that was i I do like them a lot though like it's the first pair of crocs i've ever seen that i'm like okay i really really need a pair um but yeah unfortunately really really big on me so that that was my disappointment of the week nice i mean not nice obviously i feel bad it's always like you're waiting 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 and then it comes and you're like oh damn i had something similar not with a as sexy shoe, I bought a pair of Birkenstocks or Birkenstocks, as they say in German, because, you know, trying to get that tan line on my feet, you know, it's summertime in Berlin, everyone's wearing them. I've never had a pair. And then I got one. Which one? Like the one with the, the one with the toes out or the yeah, toes covered? toes out, toes out. All the time, always toes out. Um, no, and <laughs> I've never had one. So I got a pair in, I usually wear a US 9, which is a 42 and a half EU. So they say you're supposed to size down. So I got a 42 because I thought they only make them in full size. And I thought a 41 would be too small. 42 is way too big. So now I have to return it. And the 41 that I want in the colorway that I want is sold out. So now I'm like, oh, damn. So uh, if anyone knows of a gray suede pair of Birkenstocks in a 41 for a decent price, please, please, please let me know. Oh, one more quick, uh, very quick pickup to mention. The Adidas Forum 85, so 84, I'm sorry. 
uh, I picked up this UNC colorway because it's like the most beautiful colorway I've seen on this shoe. And I managed to get it for 40% off from uh, this website, Luisa Via Roma. Now they no longer have that discount on the website. Now they're selling for full price. So I feel like they made a mistake with my order. But either way, I was able to get that for 40% off. Such a beautiful colorway. And the leather is so nice on this pair. And I love that they give you three additional pairs of laces, like a sail colorway, a cream pair of laces, and also UNC blue laces plus white laces. So it's like perfect. Like for, I paid like 75 euros for my pair. Really, really like that one. That that one that one's probably my favorite pickup of the week, and it was like the cheapest. Nice, but yeah, let's uh, let, let's move on to yeah. It's definitely a nice shoe. We have a lot of news topics to go on to go with. So, um, biggest news topic of the week so far got to be once again Nike versus Adidas. This time in court, Adidas this time suing Nike for a total of nine different patent infringements. Um, all types of issues. So Adidas saying Adidas was targeting the Nike apps specifically. So the Nike run app, the Nike sneakers app. So um, yeah, Adidas. Well, I have like the, hold on, let me just pull up the article in front of me. Yeah. It's the run club, the Nike training club and the sneakers app, as well as Nike software that connects to its shoes. So the Nike Adapt, Hyper Adapt, and the 2016 Nike Mag, uh, at least on the shoes, from what I can tell, they feature these buttons. And Adidas is claiming that it's been a leader in mobile technology and mobile fitness for a while, and that they use patents that basically cover the designs of these shoes on Nike's part as well as some of the features in their apps, which, I mean, I've seen the shoes and I've seen the shoes that Adidas is referencing. It's these, um, I don't really remember what they're called, but they're like a mid-2000s uh, Nike, uh, sorry, Adidas training shoe or running shoe, and you had these buttons on there and you could kind of control this microchip that was in there that was supposed to track your running and your movement and your distance and top speed and stuff like that. And... The buttons do look very, very similar to the buttons that Nike has used for its shoes. But at this point, I would ask, how many different variations or designs of buttons on shoes can you put? You know what I mean? Like, there's only a certain <laughs> amount of space you or areas you can put these buttons on so that the mechanisms inside the shoe will work. So while they do look similar, and maybe it does infringe a patent... I don't know if it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's really Nike copying Adidas or just two great minds had the same idea. And uh, Adidas' official statement, Adidas has long been a leader in mobile technology, including technology related to mobile fitness and purchases. And Adidas was the first in the industry to comprehensively bring data analytics to athletes. Now, I mean, like, I feel, okay, sure, they might have been the first to bring data to athletes but how does that mean that they they're supposed to be the only ones that can do it that's like that's like apple or uh samsung saying hey we put a camera on our phone first no one else is allowed to put a camera on their phone you know it's like it's like um it's a feature to me it doesn't seem like something that you can just claim total control over and no one else is able to you know 
put out any kind of anything similar of course i'm not like a patent lawyer or anything so i i'm definitely just like talking based on my perception of yeah. this whole situation but it but it doesn't uh it doesn't seem like something that only adidas should be allowed to do the um, the problem with this is though that it's pretty much standard business practice i mean during my time at high snob and being surrounded by sneaker news all day every day this isn't the first time that this has happened, right? Back in December of last year, Nike was attempting to block the import of Adidas's PrimeNet footwear, claiming that PrimeNet infringed on Nike's FlyNet patents. And they had a similar copyright issue, I think, back in 2012, 2013, around the Olympics, when PrimeNet and FlyNet were launched, where one said the other copied them. And... The issue here, I think, is, or or an important point to keep in mind is that when you have a patent or a trademark or you've copyrighted something, you have to protect it if you want it to continue being your trademark. So let's say I have a design that I trademark. If I don't aggressively sue people that are infringing on it, eventually the courts will rule that I didn't do enough to protect my own trademark and then it is free use. So that's why Nike and other brands, I mean, Adidas does the same, but it's probably not reported on as much, are constantly, their legal teams are huge and spanning worldwide, and they're constantly on the lookout for people that are infringing on their rights. And they don't necessarily want to stop these people from doing what they're doing, but they want to avoid setting a precedent that people can infringe on these copyrights. Even if it's a tiny infringement, if you set a precedent that they can do that, then the courts will rule, hey, but two years ago when so-and-so did this, you didn't do anything, so why, sh- why should this be any different? And so it's almost out of necessity that these brands are basically fighting each other in court, which is kind of funny for us on the outside as fans of the, of the brands, and it's obviously great for social media. I mean, Hypebee, Sneaker Freaker, <laughs> Sneaker News, Nice Kicks, High Snob, they're all posting about this and it's all generating likes and engagement and people commenting, commenting whether they're Team Nike, Team Adidas, blah, blah, blah. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's actually just standard business practice, which makes it almost funnier in my opinion. Yeah, that is true. I mean, this is not something new. Pretty much every major industry out there that has big players they're just constantly suing the hell out of each other. It's just, it's just like the, it's just basic business at this point. And uh, yeah, it is, it is kind of funny. Like you said, like each of these companies have hundreds of lawyers, you know, all over the world who's, who are constantly looking for what they can sue the other for, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, from a consumer point of view, yeah, it's not really like a big impact on our day-to-day life, but it is pretty funny to see. Let's see what happens. And at the end of the day, it's probably like, I don't think either of these companies even care in terms of like how much monetary value they can suck out of the other one. It's more like you said, setting the precedence so that the other doesn't continue to infringe on patents in the future. Exactly. And on yeah. that on so, that topic, actually, uh, I think we were going to talk about this a little bit later, but uh, Kanye has been posting about Adidas and he's pissed about some copying or trademark infringement oh. around the Adidas Adiletta 22. So for those of you who don't know, Kanye is obviously working with Adidas through Yeezy and 
Adidas is producing Yeezy footwear for Kanye West. One of those very, very popular silhouettes is the Yeezy Slide, which has been probably his most popular silhouette of the last couple of years, if I'm not mistaken, just in terms of it's, return on investment on the resale market, but also just they constantly sell out. They're almost always selling yeah, out. Yeah, no. And, and in terms of just how many, like how many units have been sold, definitely the slide, considering that they keep releasing every single month in multiple colorways and the colorways restock every three months. So definitely in terms of sheer volume, the the slides are easily like the top selling product for Yeezy brand. Exactly. And so Adidas has now just released a updated version of their very, very popular, iconic Adidas slide called the Adidas Adilet, which everyone who has either played sports in high school, middle school, college, or is just a fan of sneakers has probably seen. It's just a simple slide with the four foot covering and the three stripes across that. And the updated version, the Adileta 22, is a 3D printed version, which features almost like crater style uh, detailing on the sides and on the on the strap. And it comes in colorways that are very, very similar to the Adidas Yeezy slides, uh, Yeezy slides, exactly. And Kanye went to Instagram to complain about this, basically calling out the Adidas CEO for copying his design, which I'm going to ask you at this point, Josh, is he reaching or does Kanye have a point on this? In this particular case, I think he's reaching. Because in terms of design, I don't see the similarity personally. It's it's a very different looking model altogether. Uh, I've compared them side by side. I even did a video on this recently. I don't think these silhouettes, I don't think these shoes look anything like each other. Um, with, with the Yeezy slide, the biggest um, design feature about it is probably the sole, right? The sole has like what looks like teeth at the bottom. Like ridges. Um, like ridges at the bottom. And then this one right here, you have these like, it looks like a seismic wave kind of all over the shoe, all around it. Like all the design is kind of on the outside of the sneaker rather than underneath it. I feel like it looks completely different. It fits completely different. And if there's one thing that I think Kanye has a valid point with is is the fact that the colorways that Adidas chose, they chose these very Yeezy-like colorways, like this sand colorway. I mean, there's literally a Yeezy slide called the sand colorway. Um, they've got the sand colorway. They got um, this lime colorway, which looks like a lot, of, which looks like that Yeezy resin colorway. So, as far as the colorways that they chose, yeah, it does look similar to Yeezy, but I don't think that the design, in my opinion, looks anything like the Yeezy slides. What do you think? I'm 100% on the same page as you. I think that copying and taking advantage of designers by brands is rampant in the industry. That being said, in this point, I don't know if that is so accurate. And honestly, Adidas has released shoes that look like the 350, that look like the 750, that look like the 700. Where was mm-hmm. Kanye then? You know? Like it's it's because none of those pairs received any kind of hype. This is the first 
slide that is receiving a lot of hype. Like everyone's saying, oh yeah, these Adilets, we need a pair. It looks great. I mean, I, I know this myself. I put out this video about the slides. By far the most popular video I've put out in like the last three to four months in terms of like how many views it got in the first day. So there's definitely like a lot of hype around this model. So I think that's what Kanye is kind of afraid of. Like finally there's like a Yeezy lookalike, which is getting a lot of hype. Right. And he wants his brand to be, you know, the only brand from Adidas that gets all the hype. I mean, I can understand that. I would say that in my opinion, there are differences and that's important. Like you said, the overall design is very different. I mean, of course it has a four foot strap, right? And it has a footbed. But what slide doesn't have that? How are you how else are you going to design a pretty classic looking slide? There's no other difference, right? And sure you can you can go like all avant-garde and create a slide that has like 15 different straps or zero straps or whatever you want to do. But fact is if you're creating just a classic slide and that's what the Adiletta is. The Adiletta has been around probably for like 60, 50, 60 years, then then that's how you're going to design it. And I would say that the colorways, yeah, they're one-to-one a ripoff of the Yeezy colorways. And they're kind of tapping into that whole trend of neutral pastel colors being super in right now. But for me, he's reaching a little bit here. I can understand the frustration from a creative standpoint and from an independent creative standpoint where he's not down with anyone ripping anything off of him but i don't know i mean i I put up a poll on instagram and i was actually very surprised that it was pretty evenly split and also pretty evenly split across industry people as well there were some designers that you know follow me or that i know that were saying that he is reaching then on the other side there were designers who were saying that he has a point so i'd say Opinion from what I've seen in comments as well is pretty split. I would say that we agree here, but let's say we were four or five people on this on this podcast, maybe we would have a split here. So I think it's, yeah, it's a difficult topic and I think there's no one correct way to see it. Fact is that Kanye is a little bit pissed off. Maybe he's even used this to his advantage and so just to stir some you know, stir some news about his shoe, his slides, because there's probably a, a slide drop coming up soon and then people will buy it. Maybe it's just genius marketing. I don't know. But uh, if you ask me, long story short, I think he's reaching a little bit. Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting too, the results of that poll you put out. It was almost 50-50. So th- that, that is pretty interesting that a lot of people think that it looks very similar to the slides. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we got a lot of other topics. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, this one being Tom Sachs. So we saw the release of the uh, boring shoe. He likes to call it the general purpose shoe. And this release to me was such a disaster. Okay, because um, basically everyone is waiting for drop time. I was waiting for it. I'm part of like some Discord groups. We're all waiting for this release. And we were all expecting it to be like a normal Shopify release, which is like, you know, it drops first come, first serve. They ask you some ridiculous question. You draw some uh, boxes around some cats, and then eventually you get the shoe. But this time, instead, they decided to do a raffle, a two-hour raffle. And what do you think happened, man? Of course, anybody with a raffle bot 
created thousands of entries uh, with different addresses and whatnot. You can, you can, there's ways to, you know, jig your address and all that. So basically the people with the raffle bots were the successful ones here. They managed to pretty much get all pairs. And another stupid thing they did about this release was that the, the raffle lasted two hours and then you get an email that you won and you only have 30 minutes to check out. So the, if you were in a meeting, if you were, I don't know, taking a long shit, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if you were Wait, who, do, who, doesn't, were busy, who doesn't have their phone with them when they're taking a shit, though? Let's be real. Like, everyone's on their <clears> phone whilst they're taking a shit. That is true. No, okay, fine. If you're, doing, <laughs> if, you're doing, if you're doing something else, you're not near your phone, you're screwed. I had almost, I think, at least five people who messaged me that day saying that they got W's. But they weren't able to get the shoe because they didn't see the email on time. Like, who's constantly checking your email every two minutes, right? Like, I mean, some people, I guess, do it. But anyways, I thought that was pretty stupid as well. And then, and then he goes on Instagram to say, and this is his quote, If you missed out today, do not worry. This is not your last chance to buy the shoe. You will not, and he put not in capital letters, you will not be left turning to resellers. Well, I mean... If he didn't, if they didn't release this in such a stupid manner, then maybe more people would have been able to get the shoe and not just the resellers. So I thought it was pretty ironic what he said. You guys know my thoughts on this general purpose shoe. It looks exactly to me like a lot of other Nike shoes. For example, the Nike Waffle One. In fact, I'm pretty sure if you sent the Nike Waffle One, it might pass StockX's authenticity checks. Hundred percent. Shot fired. Definitely, Shots it's fired. gonna. <laughs> That is that actually our next topic? We can we can we can segue into that one real quick before we come back to um, other topics, because yeah, that is our next topic: StockX versus Nike. Uh, we've been updating you guys every other week. This seems like a long saga at this point. <laughs> Excuse me, but uh, the latest episode. Oh, sorry, the latest uh, event that happened in this uh, battle between StockX and Nike has been a video that StockX put out trying to show what their authenticity methods are, uh, trying to show some transparency there. And the shoe that they chose was the shoe that Nike sued them over, which was the Jordan 1 patent bread. Now, I don't know if you guys watched this video, but I personally found this video hilarious. If you guys go on Nice Kicks' Instagram, where they actually put the video just read the comments if you want if you just want to laugh just read the comments of this video because the guy doing the doing the authenticity check his name is justin he looked like he looked so scared doing this video (laughs) he looked like he looked like there was a gun pointed at him it looked like one of those like terrorist videos you know when you when when you're just like saying stuff He, he 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 looked so scared, like this is like like my whole life came down to this moment, you know, um, and, and like it was, and, and also the the authenticity methods that he used too, like he barely used anything. He just said, "Okay, I'm, I smelled the shoe, I looked at the back of it, you know, it, it it closes a little bit better at the back," and people were just roasting him in the comments, saying, "Really, like that's all you guys do? Like, yeah, no, no way, I'm gonna buy anything off of StockX." Well, I- so it kind of. I think that the the video was 
pretty obviously like cut, right? Like they didn't show everything that he did um, just to keep it short for reels because obviously engagement rate is higher the shorter the video is. Oh, was that? Okay, I didn't know that. I thought that was like the full video, no, so no, my no. bad. Like at least from watching it, right? Like it looked like there were some transitions where it was like, all right, next thing that I do, you know, but I assume that when he's actually authenticating it, he does a little bit more than what he showed in the video or the, the authenticators. But honestly, as as funny as I found the video and the fact that they use the patent leather breads, which is one of the shoes that Nike claims bo- they bought and was fake, right? It's just getting a little petty right now. It's Nike suing them and trying to bully them and then StockX releasing a super passive-aggressive statement then releasing a super petty and passive-aggressive video and I mean, okay, I guess you, you've got to do that when you're the underdog, even though you're an underdog that's worth like, what, $3.5 billion. But for me, what's funny is that I saw on LinkedIn, there was a a chart shared about the authentication. And for the record, I am a fan of StockX in terms of being able to buy and sell sneakers on there. I think that these kinds of platforms are sorely needed because before that it was literally the wild west and it, your chance of getting scammed was much higher than it is now. I think also there's no authenticator or no one at StockX that wants to let fake shoes through or <sighs> or shoes that have been worn or are the wrong size or whatever, right? At the end of the day, it's human error. And I think part of that stems from there just not being enough authenticators. Because they said that they have over 300 authenticators worldwide, right? Which to me means less than 400. So between 300 and 400 authenticators, apparently they had 300,000 shoes that didn't pass authentication last year or over 12 months. Which means, let's just say we're taking 300 authenticators. That's 100,000 shoes per authenticator per year that didn't make it, right? But if you're considering that they pass or that like, let's say like 60 to 80% of all shoes that get sent to StockX are real or pass authentication, then you're looking at, what is it like? Four, (laughs) 500K shoes per authenticator (laughs) per year. And if you're looking at someone who takes 10 days of vacation a year, which obviously in the U.S. you don't get as much vacation as in Germany, shout out Germany, um, that's like 1,600 shoes per day per authenticator, which <laughs> it, I'm sorry, but like as much as like I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of StockX and I, I continue to use their product both to buy and sell. I have a lot of bids out there right now for some some nice sneakers that – are probably out of my budget, but whatever. I just YOLO'd and put some bids out there. I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't know. The numbers just don't add up to me. I I truly believe that StockX is trying to do the right thing and doing their best to authenticate as many shoes as they can. Obviously, human error means that shoes will fall through the cracks. That's just the way, uh, or maybe the cost of doing business at StockX. But yeah. Those StockX authenticators, those authenticators are, they're like the living embodiment of that, you, you know, that meme of that octopus laying bricks, you know, like he's just like laying bricks with all his hands and like he's just working nonstop. Like that's, that's literally what the StockX authenticators are. If you're telling me they're doing 500,000 pairs 
they're checking 500,000 pairs a year, according to the math. Well, I don't know if I that, mean, this is I'm math, not sure if that's this is three, math that I made up, right? Like they're saying that 300,000 no, but, but, but it's pass. pretty valid. I don't know how many, like sh- I, it could be that it's 50, 50, right. And they're only authenticating 600,000 shoes a year. No, definitely. They authenticate way more than 50%, man. Like I, I was going to say closer to 90. I was thinking something like 95 authentic, 5% fake. Yeah, I don't that know. Was, that, that's what I was thinking. My point is more like as as long as StockX and other platforms, let's not forget that there's other platforms out there as well that probably have similar issues. As long as they're not 100% transparent, and to be honest, like why would they be 100% transparent, right? They have competitors in the market. As long as they're not 100% transparent about the numbers and how many authenticators and how they authenticate, and honestly, like, I don't expect them to be, right? But, like, as long as they're not 100% authentic, there's no way that we can know, like, how many are really getting authenticated, what the what the splits are, and how many each authenticator is doing per day. But I will say that the video and the whole saga is pretty funny. It's It's getting very petty, and I hope that there's just a ruling soon because, honestly, I'm a little bit bored of it, to be honest with you. Um, speaking of putting bids on StockX, now would be a really good time to do that. Put in like a very low bid because sneaker prices overall have just been dropping like crazy. <clears throat> we all know how crazy um, you must be hearing this word in the news a lot. Inflation, gas prices, all of that stuff. Basically what happens in the world whenever things like this happen, when there's high inflation it's usually the things that you can, you know, you don't really need, such as shoes, such as clothes. These are the kind of things you choose not to buy. So typically demand for these things drop quite a lot during high inflation periods. So expect these sneaker prices all across to continue dropping like flies. So it's a pretty good time to put in a very low bid on a shoe because chances are you might be able to hit it. Someone tell that to um, the Union Air Jordan 4, Guava Ice, and Top Haze because I have bids in there for several weeks and they're quite low. But I, I don't know. Maybe we're just too far apart. But, but are there like a lot of bids above yours though? Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Oh, okay. Now, well, 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 you're going to have to wait for, the, for those to be cleared first. Yeah. If anyone has um, a pair okay. in a 9.5, please let me know. I've been looking for them for ages. Also, the Ispa Road Warrior, my number one shoe that I want to cop. I'm not willing to pay $1,900 for them, which is the lowest ask on StockX. Wait, is that the Matthew Williams one? No, no, no. It's the Ispa one, the ISPA one. Okay, okay. All right. Um, okay, so another major topic. The Chic- <laughs> I was just about to say Chicago. The Chicago one remastered. We've finally seen pictures. <clears throat> I'm sorry, guys. My, my, I'm trying to like fight through this cough right now uh, and cold that I have. But uh, so the Chicago one remastered. We finally saw up close pictures of the shoe. It's been teased for ages. We finally know what it's going to look like. And we also have a release date. October 29th is going to be the date. And um, yeah, I mean, as expected, of course, people all had their own opinions about about uh, what they felt about the shoe. Some people hated it. Some people liked it. It looks like the majority of people seem quite disappointed that they didn't do a 85 Chicago one. 
this pair seems to be much closer to the 94 version the uh the swoosh is a bit uh, wider it's a bit thicker than your normal jordan one swooshes that come out nowadays uh the toe box and also the curve towards the heel seems to be quite close to the 94 pairs and it also features some cracked leather on the black panels on the shoe and also what i found very interesting was the outsole the outsole looked like it's been really really worn down um that i thought that was kind of interesting and i wonder what the traction on the shoe is going to be if i'm just going to be like slipping and sliding because it looks like a totally worn out outsole um but yeah i mean overall i actually this is like must must cop for me i know i've said i'm over jordan ones but come on man this is the chicago's we're talking about i don't have it in my collection so this is one of those pairs where i was thinking like I might not even buy any shoes at all for the rest of the year and just save up for the Chicago's because it's this one. I know I need it. And we're also hearing that there's going to be 100,000 pairs, which is not a lot. That's really not a lot when you think about how much demand there is for the shoe. And I know I need a pair. So I'm hoping that I get myself a pair. But yeah, I, don't, I, I know I need that pair. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so... I'm going to say something a little bit controversial. I mean, I like the shoe and it's grown on me, but when I was first starting out collecting shoes, I used to think that the Jordan 1 Chicago looked like a clown shoe because of the <laughs> white, red, and black and the toe box. I don't know. It just reminded me of clown shoes like that you see in movies or TV shows. Obviously, that is not a widely held opinion because it's one of the most iconic colorways of all time and i mean i appreciate it i appreciate it for the history but i'm much more of a bread or royal kind of guy or a neutral gray kind of guy i'm not a huge white red and black i think i don't know i find the colors hard to to combine with what i wear usually although i mean black jeans black t-shirt pretty much what i wear every day but these look very nice. They have like a nice cracked leather. And like you said, the quality looks quite nice. Looks like very, very close to the original, which is nice to see. I don't know, 100,000 pairs. Is that like confirmed or? And that's the number I've been reading in all the rumors. Because well, I don't know if it's confirmed. What, what shoe was it? Was it the neutral gray that was like 23,000 pairs or something like that? Yeah, the neutral gray, also like the the reverse reverse bread, I think it was called, uh, the 85s. Those were also 23,000 pairs. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, it, it's way more than those. I would have thought that they would keep this one more limited, but I guess this is probably where they can cash in, right? Because a lot of people will want this. I don't know, we'll see. But 100,000, uh, for me, I thought it was way too little. I mean, they did a million pairs of the Jordan 11 Cool Grays last year, right? So I thought, like, they know this is, like, easy money for them. They could have easily, I thought, made a bit more than 100,000. We don't know if that's true, by the way, but <clears throat> if those are, in fact, the numbers, then that's even fewer pairs than the Jordan 1 Mochas that came out a couple of years ago. So it's it's not that many pairs. Um, I do kind of agree with you regarding the colorway. It is a colorway that's um, uh, famous or coveted, I think, mainly because of the history, of course, the Chicago Bulls. But in terms of of like just best looking colorways, I don't think it's like that good looking of a colorway compared to a lot of other Jordan ones. And that just comes down to like 
personal preferences when it comes to colors. Like, I mean, red is just not a colorway that is easy to style. Uh, you don't typically wear too much red in your daily life. So at least most people don't. So it's just like a tough shoe to wear, in my opinion, compared to other Jordan ones. But there's definitely there's so much history behind the shoe. So I totally appreciate it for that reason. And I definitely want a pair. I mean, I really like it. It looks good. And uh, I'm definitely going to be paying resale. I mean, what do, what do you mean? You're not going to wear like a, like a full red T-shirt and like red jeans paired with this? Or like a, like a, <laughs> like a Jordan Chicago jersey and black jeans or... Or just a full, you go full kit and you just wear the Jordan jersey, the Jordan uh, Chicago uh, shorts, and and these pant, uh, and these shoes, and then then you're good, man. Nah, I, I got I gotta get some advice from you. I, I need to see your fit first, and then I'll I'll uh, figure out how I'm gonna rock my pair. All right, <laughs> well let, let's see if we even get a pair, but um, definitely one to look out for in the future. Hopefully, it drops soon. One more uh, topic that we had today or one of the several topics that we still have to come is the Gore-Tex Solomon X-T6, which has been making the rounds on Instagram. And apparently this pair leaked a couple of weeks ago and has now been confirmed to be releasing Fall Winter 22. It's interesting because you would think that Solomon, which is an outdoor brand, and the XT4 and the XT6, which are their, which is the brand's most popular silhouettes and are uh, retro trail running shoes, if you will, would feature Gore-Tex. But apparently, from what I've read, the Gore-Tex XT6 will be the very first time that that material is used on that model, which is interesting um, because, again, like I said, it's one of the most popular shoes and it's receiving a material upgrade probably that you could you could say that the material Gore-Tex is almost like a brand and hype of its own right like there was a time where anything with Gore-Tex Air Force One Gore-Tex A6 Gore-Tex whatever you just slap Gore-Tex on it and it would sell um, so the question is why did it take so long it's kind of the material collab that we've all wanted to see and I think it makes sense I mean the colorway is nice. It's you know very dark black with some like I think purple accents. You've seen it right on on social. Yeah, I'm looking at it, looking at it right now. It's it's a perfect colorway, really. It's nice. It's huh? super wearable, super wearable. You you know this is an instant sellout. Yeah, I think I expect it to fly off shelves. I mean, a lot of Solomon has been flying off shelves recently, but. Yeah, this is probably one to look out for if you're not really a Jordan head, you're more of a runner kind of guy, more of a, on the Solomon hype, on the functional hype. Uh, if you're into Gorp core, then this is probably the most Gorp core shoe you can find. No news on when it'll launch, <laughs> but uh, Fall Winter 22 is the, yeah, the range. So in the next few months, expect it to land at stores. I got my first pair of XT6s this year, and like you said, like, you know, it's this outdoor shoe and all that, so I was fully expecting it to be, you know, very outdoors ready, and I was very surprised to find out that the shoe wasn't waterproof, and my feet got soaked, basically, when I wore it in the rain. Oh, no. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's good to see that Gore-Tex and Salomon coming together. I feel like it, like you said, should have been, should have happened a long time ago. Yeah. Um, one yeah. One last last topic I wanted to get into 
And this one is once again about Adidas. It's just something that I think I've been noticing a lot, especially on the Instagram timeline. And that is that Adidas seems to be the hot brand right now. Because all of these, you know, like a couple of years ago when the dunk was just starting to build hype, you know, like uh, all these archive pages posting pictures of dunks, green dunks especially. And you saw all these, you know, these um, hidden New York fans, all these like archive tote bag warriors, they call them. They've been rocking. They were rocking dunks, you know, that, 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 that was the fit. And now I feel like this same group of people have moved on to another shoe, the Adidas Samba. The Adidas Samba has suddenly become the most popular Adidas model out there. It's so popular, in fact, that I tried to cop myself just a regular, most basic colorway, the white colorway. And it's pretty much sold out everywhere in my size. I can't find it anywhere online. Just a basic pair of Adidas Sambas, Um, which is crazy because this was not a shoe that was ever in high demand. You could get it anywhere, like literally anywhere. It's it's originally supposed to be like a handball shoe. And also, we're starting to see some other Adidas models like the Gazelles uh, start to have a lot of hype, especially this upcoming Gucci collab. Man. When, you, guys, by the way, the next episode is going to be the next episode of the podcast is going to be our top sneakers for the year uh, so far. So basically the halfway mark, we're going to be handing out the halfway sneaker awards. Um, you can definitely expect to see the Adidas Gucci collab in my top 10 because oh. I thought that's a very dude. That's a very, very well executed collab to me. Like it's two brands that stay true to themselves. And produce something that's like classy looking and it just really stands out. It's like luxury for me, like defined. It's a great, great collab. So the Gazelles have built up a lot of hype recently. This upcoming, um, I believe they're called the Wales Bonner and Gazelle collab. Uh, that one has already selling for like crazy resale prices. They instantly sold out a couple of weeks ago. So it's weird. Like all these Adidas models that have not <laughs> really had any hype over the last four or five years, they're getting a lot of hype now. Just e- even the basic white and black Adidas Sambas, it seems to be the new wave. So for me, I think I think it's uh, it's happening right before us. The Adidas Samba and uh, just these Adidas models seem to be the new wave. They seem to be maybe the new dunk this year. That's a, have, you, have you been noticing that? That's a big shout. I don't know if they're going to be the new dunk, but... I've definitely noticed, at least around my circles as well, people that I you know hang out with, follow on Instagram, see around town. A lot of them are wearing gazelles, sambas, Adidas Speciales. Um, and honestly, it's a timeless classic. And what goes around comes around. They used to be hot. Then they were a little bit less hot. Jonah Hill was fucking with them. Blondie was fucking with them or is fucking with them. Yeah, solid shoe, very comfortable. You can get them in a number of colorways. Most of them have this really, really nice suede texture on them with the contrasting three stripes on the side panels. I don't have any Sambas myself. I've got a SNS GT, which is very, very similar to the Gazelle. It's also like a handball shoe. And gotta say, love it. Beautiful, beautiful summer pair as well. You can wear them with shorts. So... Hey, if I mean, if these are the new wave, I'm all for it, you know? Like, they're a little bit hard, in my opinion, to style with pants because they're so sleek that pants kind of swallow them right. a little bit. 
But with shorts, man, perfect. And it's the perfect time for it as well with the summer coming and, you know, temperatures rising. So I guess we'll see. Time will tell. I'm definitely like my next personal sneaker purchase is going to be a pair of Sambas. Uh, I definitely need a pair. You should get the Gucci ones. Um, uh, the Gucci. Uh, oh, my gazelles. God. You, you know, I, I honestly really want to. But I don't know about six fifty, man. Six fifty is a lot of money. What what colorway would you or, get? Oh, I would I would love to get the brown one. Ooh. The brown one with the with the with the Gucci logo okay. all over it. That one is that one's super hard, man. It's pretty. If nice. I could get that for like, if I could get those for if if it was, if it was like four hundred, I would buy it. But yeah. like six fifty. They're they're also going to sell out. Like they're not gonna they're not gonna go on sale. Yeah, I I I, I know. Of course, they're not going to go on sale, man. But like. I don't know. Maybe I can sell a few pairs from my collection and try to try to cop it. We'll see. We'll see. Nice. It's next month, I believe, July. July seventh. Uh, speaking, yeah. Speaking of upcoming drops, let's get into the upcoming drops for the next couple of weeks. There's, it's pretty jam packed, actually. Uh, the Jordan Four Blank Canvas is Oof. releasing in Europe. Beautiful. On June seventeenth. Beautiful shoe. So so nice. The white pair. Oh my goodness. I I, I know. I saw this and I'm like, man. Fabian is definitely 1,000% copying this. Dude, I, I really, really want them. I'm just a little bit scared because I've spent a lot of money on shoes recently, so I might have to get rid of a couple pairs to, to pick them up. But I already know what I want to do with them. I want to customize them a little bit because that canvas just lends itself so, so well to customizing. I'm not going to say what I'll do with them until I get them, and then you guys will see on Instagram, but just... Fingers crossed that I get a pair because you guys are want to you guys are gonna want to see this. I'm gonna start a new wave of customizing if I get them. I promise. Oh, okay, all right. Now, now you need it, man. I'll I'll try to enter raffles in your size because nice. I, I need to see what you do. Um, yeah, so the, that will be releasing June 17th in Europe and the US. A much delayed release. Uh, the shoes will be releasing August 27th in the US. Uh, so Europe has been getting all these pairs early, man. I love it. Uh, then another Jordan 4, uh, the Jordan 4 Infrared will be dropping on June the 15th. Uh, pretty interesting colorway, I suppose. Maybe inspired by the Jordan 6 Infrared. Not entirely sure. I mean, it's it's interesting. It's like gray with some red hits on the on the waffles. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's a pass for me. I, I don't know if you've seen it, but it, it's whatever for me. Uh, a shoe that I really want to cop, not for myself. But for my barber, because he has been begging me to get him the shoe, the Dunk Low Barbershop will be dropping on June the 17th. And uh, I personally love the shoe because, uh, you know, it's got those like, um, those like, what are they called? You know, those like squiggly lines that you normally see like at at barbershops, like at the... um, yeah, you, you got to look at the shoe, man, Squeaky so you know what I'm lines, talking about. You mean like the the thing that turns outside, like that light? No, no, no. It's like it's like sometimes like barbershops will have this on the wallpaper. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't uh, I, like. I don't go to barbershops. I just go to my my hairdresser, my salon. I go to salons. And also on on the uh, on the laces at the very front of the laces. There's like a little like comb Ooh, that's uh, nice. on the laces, which is pretty cool. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to try copying this for my barber. Dunklow Barbershop, dropping in two colorways. Also, we have the Yeezy. Oh, we didn't even talk about this. The Yeezy 700 uh, V1 in this high res colorway, which is a red, a bright red colorway. 
what what we didn't talk about was the fact that inflation seems to have hit us on the easy 700 as well because remember when the price was 300 and they dropped it to 240 yeah. now they've now they've raised it back up to 260 <laughs> on the 7 ridiculous. on the 700 v1 ridiculous <laughs> yeah. almost as ridiculous yeah, so, as the colorway cuz that colorway is ass in my opinion yeah that, that colorway is trash man so so this is going to be the first 700 with this new price of 260 which i find hilarious um so i don't i'm pretty sure this one is going to sit i'm going to make a bold prediction that i think this pair is going to sit um there's a couple of 350s what else is new a couple of 350 v2s dropping a bone colorway and an onyx colorway basically in a plain white and a plain black colorway so perfect for anyone who just wants a basic pair of easy 350s in their collection that will be dropping on june the 20th and uh yeah there's a few more you can maybe you want to go through some of these yeah so there's the nike air max one matter root which drops i guess today when you're listening to this it's a super nice colorway great for spring summer got some pink some pastel colors in there really colorful pair as well and you know the air max one is celebrating its 35th anniversary so definitely a nice nice pair to get then you got the a few a6 gt2 pack which drops june 17th uh, that was my pickup and most worn shoe of the last two weeks. Dropping in two very nice colorways. I got the gray pair. Very, very nice. And great quality as well. Super comfortable. Honestly, honestly, a super great looking shoe. Like it fits with anything. Whatever pants you want to wear. Perfect. Then on June 24th, you've got the Nike ISPA Link, which is that shoe that has a detachable sole which is Nike's latest play to be a little bit more environmentally conscious because anyone who knows a little bit about recycling, you can't recycle shoes if there's more than one material on them. You have to basically have a one material shoe to be able to properly recycle it or a shoe that can be taken apart, which is why shoes are actually so bad for the environment because you've got the upper, which is leather, plastic, whatever, and then you've got the sole, which is rubber, and it's really hard to take those apart. So the ISPA link tries to solve that problem by giving you a shoe that you can easily take apart when you're done with it. Then you got the I I I, I, I saw that shoe. I, I and I like and, and I like I love that you explained it. Uh so I kinda understand what the reason for it is. But like as a consumer, I'm just like like who's gonna go buy a shoe? Like who's gonna go buy a shoe and say like oh I'm gonna buy this because I can't wait to recycle it <laughs> you know it's if like the biggest feature about this shoe is like what you're gonna do with it when you get rid of it like that's like that's just like such a weird um, way to like market the shoe like I'm looking at all these pictures of the shoe and it's like it's all showing you like what you're supposed to do with it when you want to get rid of the shoe. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get that, but I think it's like also just peace of mind as well that you bought something that can be recycled eventually, right? I mean, I don't think True. anyone who buys it is going to be like, ooh, I can't wait to trash these so I can get rid of them, right? It's more like, <laughs> oh, like I bought this and then it's like, oh, you know, now that I'm getting rid of them two, three, four, five years later, I, you know, have a clean conscience because I can actually recycle the shoe. I'm assuming that's the thing. And it's also ISPA's Nike's New Age ACG. They're basically trying to push the boundaries of design, see what's possible, see what's not. And so I think this is really in line with that. They're trying to see really how far they can push sneaker design, what hasn't been done before. It's kind of what 
what Nike was all about in the 90s, 2000s. They were coming out with this really, really revolutionary shit. Most of it didn't even make it to stores or on shelves. Some of it did and it bombed. But they were really pushing the envelope, which is really cool. Um, so that's dropping June 24th. Then you've got the Adilette slides on June 23rd. Probably safe to say Kanye will not be copying these. And <laughs> on June 23rd, you've got the A Cold Wall Converse Sponge Crater, which I have the previous A Cold Wall Converse shoe, and those were very, very out there and almost looked like a spaceship. These ones, oh my days, they're beautiful. They're half croc, half easy foam runner featuring a sock. They are so nice that I'm most definitely going to cop a pair. There's honestly, and this is what kills me about sneaker culture. Sorry, I'm just going to go on a quick rant here. But for months, I've been telling myself, I've written a list of shoes I want to get before the end of the year. And I'm like, there's no other shoes that are making this list. Like there's only three more shoes that I want to get. The Sakai Cortez, the Union Cortez, and the ISPA the ISPA Road Warrior for resale if I can get a good price. But damn, there's always more and more shoes that drop where I'm like, oof, ah, mm. <laughs> And these are one of them, so I might have to break my own rule and get a pair of these. Maybe I'll sell a pair so that I don't feel as bad. But man, these are nice. If you have a chance, please, please, please go check them out because for me, this is like, this is beauty personified, basically. Wow. I mean, I'm looking at these, man, and they're totally, totally different than the previous Converse and Cold Wall collab, which I actually kind of like. Those were like those boots, right? Uh, like the CTAS something it was called. Yeah, but they also had another one. They had another one that was the Aeon... The Aeon Flux, a- right, Aeon, right, right. Aeon Active, and it was basically... Oh, Aeon it Active, had like a very right. similar sole, and... It looked also like a spaceship, but the stuff before that was very much more Converse than it was a cold wall, whilst this is more a cold wall than it is Converse. But yeah, very, very interesting shoe. These are insane, man. Wow. They do look like Crocs, but they look like Crocs from the future. Yeah, Crocs. Like cool cl- like, a, like an alien wearing Crocs, basically. Exactly. Very cool. Very cool. And on that note... Uh, we're going to end this episode. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Definitely a news-packed episode. And like we, like I said earlier, next week's episode or two weeks from now episode is going to be the halfway, uh, the mid-season awards. We're going to be handing out our top, uh, top sneakers of the year. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for all the support on the pod. Uh, leave a good rating, of course. It, it really helps us out. And thank you for putting up with my my deeper than or raspier than usual voice today. Uh, but th- thank you guys uh, for listening all the way. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace, guys. Thank you, and see you next time.